You're listening to The Sacred Show, episode number 370. In this episode, I talk about how to pivot to recession-proof your business. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I talk about how to recession-proof your business by pivoting your offer and or your messaging. Plus, I'll share what I'm doing in my business to make sure my business, my team, and my clients thrive throughout this recession and beyond. Before we dive in, I want to remind you of the amazing resources my team and I have put together for you so that you can thrive too. First up, the Turnaround Summit replays. On March 20th, I did a whole day turnaround summit, which we planned just the week before. And we had amazing world-class experts talking about crisis management, neuroscience, how to do PR in a crisis, how to do more creativity with your kids. We had an example of a woman who lost everything in the last recession and how she is going to thrive throughout this one. And then I did my turnaround blueprint session. Plus, I talked about messaging. So if you want to get access to that for free, head on over to the show notes where you will find a link to the turnaround resources and inside there, you will find a link to the Turnaround Summit. I also want to remind you of the Samba resources. I offered my Samba students in my 12-month online business program to put forward their best resources for those challenging times that we're going through. Then my team and I put together a page where you will find all these resources in different disciplines and in different languages. And I bet there is something there for you. Again, head on over to the show notes to a special turnaround resources page where you will find a link to the Samba resources. Last but not least, fitting to the topic of this episode, I'm doing a weekend bootcamp. Create your recession-proof offer. Now, depending on whether you are listening to this episode before we do the bootcamp or after, in both cases, you will be able to sign up for a small fee and access all the sessions. You have one year access to the content itself, and we have the Facebook group open for a week. So I hope you can join us. And even if you're not able to join us live, these sessions are priceless. And you only have to pay a small fee because I want to make sure that you are an action taker. So you will find all these resources and more at signal.com forward slash 370. And there is one link. We've created one resource page, which we call Turnaround Resources. And that's all there for you to make sure that you thrive throughout this recession. 16 years ago, I became a Turnaround CEO. It was not my plan to be a turnaround CEO. I had just applied for a CEO job. 
I had been a project manager in a small software company, and one day I come to work and the company had been sold. And it was clear that the former CEO would leave and then needed a new one. And I got the crazy idea to apply for the job with no business education or business experience. Long story short, I got the job. And instead of finding myself in a regular CEO job, which would have been a big challenge anyway for me, since this was my first CEO job, I suddenly found myself in a turnaround. The company had been losing money for seven years and the former CEO had not done anything to change things. So we were in a very tough spot when I took over. So instead of focusing on getting more clients and taking care of my team, I also had to make sure we had enough cash flow to pay salaries. It was definitely not what I had signed for, and it caught me by surprise. And maybe that's what you are experiencing right now. And I actually think it's what we are all experiencing because this recession caught us all by surprise. Yes, a lot of experts talked about a recession coming. The economy was definitely overheated, but that it would come so sudden that none of us could foresee. But I am here to assure you that a turnaround is very similar to recession. And my turnaround experience is something that I am now sharing with you over my podcast, over my daily Facebook lives, throughout my free resources, and of course, with my clients, which we are working with now on a daily basis to help them go and thrive throughout this recession. So I want to share with you in this episode and in numerous others what I'm doing in my business so that you can learn from me and also pivot and recession-proof your business. So the first thing I did was postpone my conference. It was clear to me after attending a conference in the United States, end of February, beginning of March, that I would not feel comfortable attending any more conferences while this was going on. It wasn't clear how long it would take. Some people talked about it being over by May, but I thought May, June, that's very close. And I took the bold decision to postpone before most others had the courage to do so. And now, as a recording of this episode, it's very clear to me that in June, things will not be back to normal. And even if the whole virus situation has weathered through, people will not have the confidence yet to travel. So it's good to know I made the right decision. But the whole point of that, when I made the decision, I did not know. And that's so important in a turnaround and in a recession. You have to be willing to take decisions without having all the information. This is really key. Because if you take the decision too late, you have lost too much. In a turnaround and in a recession, you need to take decisions fast, without all the information, and be decisive. This is not a time for democracy, to ask everyone what they think. You really need to be willing and able to take these decisions on your own. Now, if you are in a program, if you are one of my Samba students or in Momentum VIP and Red Circle, of course, 
you ask in your program and you try to get help from peers and your coach. But at the end of the day, you have to take the decision fast, without a lot of information and decisive. Knowing if the the decision is correct or not, you will not know that until later. Now I know that the decision to postpone my conference was correct, but I'm taking other decisions today where I will not know until after maybe three months or more if they were correct, but I'm still taking the decision. So it's very important to be a quick decision maker. You still want to take a bit of time to assess things, but not too long, maybe just a day or two, and then you take a firm decision. So my first concern after postponing my conference, I talked about that in a previous episode, so I'm not going to repeat that, was my team. The first thing I did was to call my team together on a Friday afternoon with one and a half hour notice. I felt going into the weekend after we had postponed a big conference and things were starting to kind of uh, shake up in the news and, and things were getting more serious that the team needed to hear from me. And I hope if you have a team that you have done that too. So we called the team together to tell them that these are challenging times that I will have to make some decisions for the business and for the team and, uh, rest assured, we'll do what's best. And we will do daily team calls while this is going over. We will create some extra resources for our clients and also for people who are not our clients. We will basically double down on everything. And so I took the weekend then to assess what we could do. I called two of my team members together on a Sunday afternoon uh, to prepare some new resources that we got ready before next morning. And then we continued with daily meetings on weekdays with the team. We announced a daily Q&A in my Samba program. Uh, we announced a two-hour recession-proof your business workshop for my Samba students. We had a whole virtual day for my Momentum members, which uh, VIP and Red Circle could also attend. We did the one-day virtual summit, which you also have still access to. We basically did a lot of things to give my clients and my community and my team the confidence that we are here for them. And then I took last weekend to decide what to do with a team. I had taken a whole week to focus on my clients, but keeping my team very informed. And now it was time to decide. Would I have to let someone go? What we have to do with our salaries? What financial decisions? Because a turnaround and recession is about cash flow. Those businesses who make sure that they have liquid cash flow will thrive. Those who don't will struggle and eventually go out of business. Cash is king, or actually queen, let's say. And it's important that you focus on that. Then the way I had my priorities was to talk about it with my team, then focus on my clients and community to calm everyone down, and then go back to my team. And I am absolutely certain that this was the right choice because I came back to my team earlier this week 
and announced my decision. So I take Excel and I dive deep, deep, deep. I do a top-down and a bottom-up approach, and that's something that's hard to teach over a podcast episode. But basically, when I do a budget, I look at every single item down to $10. Maybe that sounds like a crazy thing to do when you have a multiple million dollar business, but to me it doesn't because that's exactly what I did 16 years ago. I would spend hours over my Excel sheet, well, now I use a Google sheet, and figure out where can I save money so that we have enough cash reserves to weather this through. So I looked at everything we could potentially cancel. Of course, that's hopefully what you've done already. Software tools, memberships. And you know, if you have payment plans, know that you cannot just get out of them. That's a breach of contract. So make sure if you are on a payment plan for a program, email the vendor or the coach or the program owner and tell them you're struggling not to get out of the contract, but to ask for an extended payment plan. In my case, I don't have any payment plans or, or leases or anything. So that's simple. But you know, if I have a membership or if I'm signed up for software, this is the chance to see where we can save. Maybe also an annual subscription is better than a monthly subscription. And if you haven't done it already, it is actually time to do it, even if it's more upfront cost. So I do this with every single line item and I come to the conclusion of what can we save and what we still need to keep. The biggest cost in most businesses are people. If you don't have a team yet, you have may, may not experienced that yet. But when you have a seven-figure business or even a multiple six-figure business and you have a team, you start to realize that that's your biggest cost. I pay myself salary, so my salary and my husband's salary, who also works in the business, is also a part of that salary cost. And that salary cost should normally be one-third or one-fourth of your revenue. I think one-third is a good goal to aim for. And of course, ultimately, if you get to one-fourth, that's even better. And here I'm talking about service-based businesses and not product-based businesses. So it might be different if you have a product-based business. So if your salary of your team members and yours included is not one-third, you need to do something. My original budget for 2020 was $5 million in revenue. I have decided to dial it down to 1.6 million. Why? Because I want to be on the safe side. Because I always suggest you do a worst case scenario and a best case scenario in times of a turnaround or a recession. What probably will happen is the middle scenario. And that's what I am aiming for. I'm kind of aiming for the worst case almost. So by saying 1.6, we've already earned about 500,000 already so far in uh, this year, but I'm looking at being certain. I am certain we can achieve 1.6. I think we can do better, but I want to be on the safe side. Then I look at the costs in my business and the profit margin. Now, I am not big 
on profits because I pay myself a salary and I also pay rent to myself and other things in the business. So I don't have to have an actual profit so much, but I do think it's healthy to have at least 10%. And if you want to be really, really, you know, have cash reserves in your business and you don't mind and you're not taking it out in any other way, then it should be 30% too. And I looked at all of this and I saw that our employee cost would be too much for this new budget. That's a simple exercise. You make a new assessment of what you think can come in revenue, and then you look at the costs. And if you have too much costs, you have to cut it. You can also do it bottom-up and say, look at all the costs you have and see what you can cut. I do it both ways to make sure I'm not missing anything. So I took the tough decision to let two people go. One person had just joined the team one and a half months ago, so that is an easier decision. And I do think you should look at who joined your team last. The other person joined my team about 10 months ago, and we had grand plans around getting that person to move to Switzerland and become my videographer. If you're following Gary Vee, you know he has a guy called D-Rock following him around, but that hasn't happened and with the new situation of travel restrictions and, and virus looming around, it's not going to happen anytime soon. So it was, you know, in a tough decision, still a relatively easy choice to let those two people go. And I did it right away on Monday morning, set up a call with both of them and told them that this was my decision. And I explain what is going on and say, here's what's happening and unfortunately, I need to let you go. I have fired probably 50 people in the past 16 years or even more, probably more actually. And it's never easy, but it is something you have to be able to do as a business owner because otherwise you cannot waver through a recession or a turnaround. The second thing I did, I decided that me and my husband we're going to take a 50% pay cut. We will pay us the money back when we know that we have weathered the recession. But meanwhile, I am make sure they have enough cash. That's my overall goal for everything I'm doing right now. Cash is queen. So 50% reduction in our salaries. Plus, I went to the team and said, I'm asking everyone on my team and all my vendors also, the people who are not on my team and just like do contract work for me to take a 20% pay cut. As I was planning this, I thought about doing pay cut here and not pay cut there because, you know, some people are more productive and others not so. And, you know, it's always in a bigger team. You will have a few who you work closer with and know better and maybe they get more done because you contact them more. And I decided, no, it's the same thing across the board. Everyone is taking a 20% cut for six months. And you know what? When I announced this to the team, so actually, first I had a call privately with three people from the team, those who were closest with me. But I have a bigger team, so I thought, well, it's going to take me a while to have private calls with everyone. We have different time zones, but we have this one call where we get together, all of us, and now we're doing daily calls anyway, where I announced it. And the resonance 
was so good. Everyone understands that these are challenging times. And instead of losing their job or losing a contract, I am making sure we're keeping almost everybody, but everyone has to take a pay cut. Now, this might sound weird to you, knowing that I have cash to run the business and that I am putting forward offers that I know will sell. But you know what? You need to be on the safe side. Cash is queen. You have seen, maybe you don't know about it, but I have seen very good businesses with superb people go bankrupt because they ran out of cash. So I want to you to have this key takeaway from listening to this episode, the cash is queen and it's better to do some cuts and take some tough decisions fast and take them now, right away after you've listened to this episode, than scrambling to do that afterwards. You have to cut so deep that it bleeds. This is what I talk about all the time when people ask me about a turnaround. What is my biggest lesson in a turnaround management is to cut so deep that it bleeds. Because if you cut a little bit, and then the next month you have to cut a little bit, and then you have to cut a little bit, what you have created is a scared team environment. The team does not hold together. Every month, somebody is afraid to get fired. Now, I've run bigger companies with 75 employees And I came into a turnaround situation where CEOs before me had been trying to turn the company around. And they used this approach. Every month, somebody got fired. How would you feel working in a company like that? It is horrible. It doesn't just cause sleepless night for the person who has to do the firing. The whole company has sleepless night. What do you think that does to productivity or their energy when they're talking to potential clients? It doesn't help with marketing and sales. Instead, it's better to cut so deep that it bleeds, cut more than you think you need, which is exactly what I did, to make sure you don't have to do it again. And what it has already created in just a few days after I announced it is an amazing team spirit. Everyone is on board and people are determined to make this work. That's a beautiful thing that is already happening in my business and what I've created for my team. And I'm sharing it with you and my clients to make sure that you take the similar decisions in your business. So maybe you don't have a team, but you might have to take some other tough decisions. And I want you to take them quickly and then be able to move forward. Other things that I do recommend people do is to look at bank loans, overdrafts, or any funds that governments have put forward. Find out what you can do. I know in Switzerland, they're putting uh, up uh, the availability for funds so you can apply for a $500,000 loan as a small business. Now, taking a loan when you don't need it is normally not a good idea, but in times of recession, when you don't know how long things will last, it might be a very smart idea. Asking for an overdraft before you need it. The worst thing you can do is to wait until you need something, because then the bank or the government or somebody else that 
would have been willing to lend you a hand is not able anymore or doesn't want to because you are too desperate. You are in a too tough spot to be helped. It is easier to help companies that are still liquid, that still have cash. So go ahead and check that out for your company, for your country, and maybe create some resources for your clients. Now I want to talk about pivoting. It's been very clear to me what happens in a recession. Typically, it's the low price offers or the high end offers that are going to be sold in a recession. But this recession is a bit different. I would have said, oh, you can choose between being McDonald's or Louis Vuitton. Well, in this recession, McDonald's has just closed in Switzerland and is probably going to close in other countries. So I wouldn't want to be McDonald's. So maybe that's a bad example. On the other hand, Louis Vuitton, people are not going shopping right now because all shops are closed. So both cases are actually not so good. But in a recession where people are worried about spending money, you know, they're also taking care of their cash reserves. You want to make sure you have an offer that is the perfect fit for your ideal client. And it's probably not an offer that you have right now. So all my offers are 12 months. Somba is a 12-month online business program for people, I would say advanced beginners or starting out or even, you know, making some money in their online business. Momentum is a group coaching program, also 12 months, where I help clients who have started to make money online and have at least created an online course to take their business to 20000 a month. And then I have VIP, which is also a 12-month program and starts in January every year for those who are already making 250000 a year. And then I have Red Circle, where people are making around a million dollars, and it also starts in January. Looking at all these programs, Sompa starts typically January and September. We will have an opening in end of June, actually, uh, because of the conference that I had to postpone. We'll do a virtual summit instead and then open up Sompa. Momentum is open anytime, but it's a 12-month program. So it's for people who are more serious and who already have some things in place. So it was very clear to me that I have to pivot. I have to offer something that is shorter. And the same thing might be for you. Maybe your programs are too long. Maybe they are too expensive. They might not be too long and too expensive in regular circumstances, but when things need to happen fast, as they need to do in a recession, your clients also need to see faster results. Although we see fast results in all my programs, it is just from the outside, a 12-month program is not something that people are as eager to sign up for. So I have come up with a new program. I'm not talking about the program necessarily here, but more about the pivoting. Some of you will not have to have a new program. Maybe it's the messaging. Some of my clients have perfect programs for this time. And actually, they've been selling them, but they've had to tweak their messaging. What I mean with that is that you maybe don't change the name of your program, 
but you change the reason why they should buy it. I'll take a, one of my clients has a membership uh, for suing and going into a launch at the start of recession was uh, something that she was a little bit worried about. But for me, the messaging is so perfect. People are now at home. And yes, I know many people have their children at home, so it feels like they have less time. But as things settled, people will want to have some hobbies. They want to have some distraction. I'm even hearing it from my team members right now. They are picking up painting, reading, some other things to do. Because those of us who sit in front of the computer a lot, we are reading too much of the news. You should definitely follow some reliable news sources and check in once a day. I don't think it's a good idea to ignore news completely. It just makes you ignorant. And I don't want you to be that. I want us to be in the know. You want to know what's happening. But reading the news in the morning when you wake up and before you go to bed in the evening is not a good thing. And I think people will be looking for more entertainment, going back to hobbies, picking up things that they used to enjoy doing, but somehow forgot about because they got caught up in their business. So selling a suing membership is not a bad thing in a recession. It's bringing people back to their hobbies and helping them with their hobbies. Plus, it is community. It is very lonely when you can't meet your friends face-to-face, -face, go to restaurants or go to the cinema or theater, and you are stuck maybe even alone at home or with family, and they don't get you. A community where you can meet other people that get you, that understand you, that have the same hobbies, I think that's perfect in a recession. And that's your turnaround. So when I talk about pivot, it can be a new offer, doesn't have to be a new offer, but it definitely, whether it's a new offer or not, you need to have a new messaging. You need to understand the feelings that your ideal client is going through right now. You know, not everything that was important three weeks ago is important right now. Let's take an example. I was actually working with a mindset coach at the beginning of the year. And I wanted to go through some old money stories and blah, blah, blah. I think that's always it's a new level, a new devil, and I had ignored it for a long time to work on my money stories. And I decided to work with a coach on that. But now, in the recession, it feels frivolous. It feels unnecessary because I am in my element. I was a turnaround CEO for a number of years. I thrive in this. I love getting a tough challenge and helping people through it and fixing businesses. So working on a money mindset store is just not relevant to me right now. So you see that problems that your clients had a couple of weeks ago, either they don't have them anymore, or they have changed. So you need to sometimes create a new offer, but you always need to change your messaging so it fits the situation. Some people are a bit scared to make sales in this environment and think to themselves, this is not a good idea. It feels like you are misusing the situation. 
I'll rather just wait and see and make an offer once this is all over. Well, if you do that, then you're definitely out of business. There's a lot of companies making a lot of money right now. Being in the hand sanitizer business is a good idea. Toilet paper business, another one. Food delivery, any kind of online shop with products that people need right now is a smart idea. And the focus is on need and want. Manipulating people to buy something they don't need and want, that's a bad thing. But being there to help people with what they need right now and charging for it is not a bad thing. Everyone needs to put food on the table. You too. So I don't want you to hold back. I am very glad to share that actually in the past uh, weeks, my students have been selling their offers. They've gotten a lot of support from us. We're doing daily calls in my Samba community. I told them I would do these daily calls as long as we need to. My team is doing them with me, so I don't have to do them alone. But that's basically what's happening. We are providing extra resources to make sure my clients can sell. And they are selling. And you can do that too. But again, look at your offer. Make sure it's a good fit. If not, pivot to a shorter offer, maybe a lower priced offer, and definitely change your messaging so that you can speak to your ideal client and help him or her also thrive throughout this recession. Go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 370, where you can find a link to the turnaround resources page that includes all the resources mentioned in this episode, plus others that I've mentioned in previous episodes. And it's all there for you so that you can thrive throughout this recession and beyond. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle Sigrun.com and the hashtag Sigrun Show. And if you haven't left me a review on iTunes, well, it's called Apple Podcast now. If you haven't left me a review, I would so appreciate you do because that's how people find a podcast like this one. See you in the next episode.